0: And welcome to this latest episode of the Talking Heads podcast with me, Saul Walker. And me, Lucy Chamberlain. With lockdown limitations continually adjusting and the summer now looking us beautifully in the eye, we continue with regular discussions about our respective horticultural worlds.
1: Putting the pandemic's grip on us aside, we sincerely hope that you found enough moments to quietly contemplate, distract yourself, gaze in wonder and generally pour positive and fruitful energy into this most glorious and rewarding of hobbies, which for Saul and myself, we are lucky enough to also call our profession.
0: Restrictions are still with us. Experiences are still unprecedented. But Lucy and I hope that by providing you with a continued shortened version of this podcast every few days, you can easily fit a small dose of horticultural musings into your routine. We will, of course, still bring you longer bonus episodes too when we chat to inspirational peers on more in-depth gardening topics. So,
1: fire up the kettle, get comfortable in your favourite chair and join us now for a 20-minute escape into the busy and exciting world of the modern head gardener. Hello, Mr Walker. It's lovely to see you again in your lounge and I'm in my lounge and... uh, here we are. It's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? But it's a lovely Groundhog Day. I love, love having a chat with you.
0: It's always nice to see your smiley face, Lucy, because oh. I know you've been outside today and, and so have I and uh, gardening just gives you that sort of glow, doesn't it? Gives you a bit of a glow.
1: It does give me a glow, but also it might be because I got a little bit sweaty and dusty. So I might also have a little kind of like a bit of a dirty sheen going on. I don't know if that's going to be picked up with your Zoom screen or not. But...
0: I, think, I think that's called gardening chic, isn't it? Isn't that part yeah, of our look? I think so. I... I
1: don't. I know I definitely need a bath later tonight. Um, I'm going to do some more, I was just saying to you, I'm going to do some more gardening this evening at home. i having one of those days where I'm just, uh, we're on a roll, so we're just going to keep on going with it. And there's a few gaps appearing in my veg garden at home that I want to be filling. Because um, I, I like my food and I want to get stuff in there. So
0: It's June, isn't it? So the garden yeah. is an ever-changing, almost every day, something new is either coming out something's flowering, something's fruiting. I yep. dug my garlic the other day, so now I have a gap, Lovely. and I and I've just bought some um pak choi seeds, so I'm going to go and harv- um, sow those. So hopefully there'll be a gap filler for when the onions and shallots come up. So yep. yeah, there's there's lots. There is a lot going on in June, isn't there? Yes, really?
1: there mm. is. There is for me. It's the beetroot's coming up, and the dill has all matured, and then the the autumn broad beans. Uh, and also some spinach that I sowed some annual spinach right at the beginning of the year. That's all coming up, and I've got lots of transplants and, and bits and bobs ready to go back in and sort of like jump in their grades because I do like to try and get as much out of our veggie patch as I possibly can. So, so that is my that is my life at the moment. So, but what I want to talk about is I know I can see you virtually at the moment, but this time normally most years,
0: yeah, we wouldn't be in we our gardens. Sat, no,
1: we'd be sat side by side at the Plant Experts desk at BBC Gardener's World live. And uh, this year, because of the pandemic, we're not doing that. But the show is still going on. There's a virtual show going on that begins today. We are going to be participating in that as best we possibly can with both mode videos. We've polished our video editing skills even further. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they could do the word polishing. polish is very loose, oh, we're using that yeah. very loosely, the word polishing
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've learned how to do voiceover, that was quite interesting And uh, yeah, like I say, normally we would be at the show So we'd love to support it again today And uh, we realise there's ver- various virtual things going on in the programme Which we're going to be talking about as the day unfolds And for the moment though, for this podcast We are going to be discussing why we love that show Because it's where we first met, isn't it?
0: Well, that is, do you know, I, I you you just reminded me, that is where we first met. Is yep. it now five years? I think it was almost five years ago. So I think it is. The show, BBC Garners World Live, has been going on for quite a, a long time, but it used to be in the hands of the RHS when I was mm. um, doing Chelsea, Hampton Court. Uh, there was another part of the show's department doing BBC Gardener's World Live. And it was always a weird one because they were actually doing it in conjunction with another events company. So it was a bit of a uh, an amalgamation. Anyway, the RHS obviously started the Chatsworth Flower Show and they decided to jettison or you know, uh, give away the, the BBC Gardeners World live show to the, the events company, which is known as as River Street. Uh, and they've been doing it ever since with the help of a good friend of ours, Mr. Bob Sweet, the legend mm-hmm. that is. He is yes. a legend. Yeah. Oh um, goodness, isn't he? He is. Um, so he used to be with the RHS, but now he's independent. A bit like me. It's the best thing we ever did. Anyway. Um but um, yeah, he he put together this the, the show as it is today, and I must say it is a really really nice show. And he asked me and Lucy to go and do assessment originally, look at mm. the um, floor marquee, and give the awards. So um that's where we first met in a, I think it was in the judges meeting in one of the rooms it was, wasn't it
1: It was yeah because you you get there on the Wednesday and at uh, 4 p.m all the judges get together or assessors we as we call them on the in this show and uh, we all get to meet all these wonderful horticultural people and have a chat but the main objective as you say is the very very early start the next morning which is something like do we is it meeting at five thirty outside the ibis? Ooh, I, th- I
0: think this... you've got to be up at about four thirty-five to get the yeah. taxi, don't you, or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah I think the ta- we have to have breakfast before then. So yeah, I think the taxis to the showground is something like five thirty to get there for six. Then then the judging, so we we all kind of get together after you've done our judging for about eight o'clock with bacon butties and that's what gets us through with the the lure of the bacon butty is the thing at that time in the morning uh <laughs> that keeps you keeps you going so but honestly I, I do find um i've done some some judging of show gardens in the past when i worked for amateur gardening magazine we had the a show at shepton mallet and i did some um assessing of of show gardens there which i found really really fascinating but hadn't done anything since that for a while and now every year as you say you and i um there's there's various um committees that judge um some judge the show gardens which are outside in the atrium and then there's the floral marquee itself which is where all the specialist nurseries are and they make these most fantastic exhibits so um yeah so so imaginative and colourful and I mean they are you know also a shop front for their plants as well and they just look to me they they all look amazing and then you have to get this very scrupulous judge's head on and start getting really really pedantic about things which is you know as it should be these are very high caliber shows and the, the accolades and rewards given in the shows need to reflect that we can't let the standards slip whatsoever so we are there looking for any buds that maybe aren't quite open as they should be or some flowers in a you know a gladioli collection where some of the flowers are open more than others on one stand where is the, the variety next to it's not quite so open and it's you know this is the kind of level we're talking about a little looking at the hosta leaves to see if there's a little tiny spot on the leaf and um, this is what we do and uh, do you know what I still once you get into it it's okay but I still find I feel incredibly harsh because it is um (laughs) it's one of those things that doesn't come naturally to be so so scrutinizing of your peers and you know just to even be in the marquee with all these amazing people alongside you that in itself is just very magical there's a lovely buzz isn't there and then there we are um yeah you know being very scrutinizing
0: yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Being having to judge one of one of the things that one of the few things that I really enjoyed when I was with the RHS uh, at Chelsea was was the judging because the one thing you do is you 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 sort of learn more about plants and gardens because most of these judges now we're on the younger end of the scale I would say for 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 the judging panels. A lot of the people that are, are on the panels are very what i would call the elder statesmen and women uh of gardening you know some of them mm. have been in the occupation for 40 50 years and a lot of them are specialists in their in their field And just being able to talk to them about plants. Um, You know, this goes back to many podcasts where we've said we just love the fact that gardeners are so uh, willing to talk about plants and give information. And these people are the fonts of wisdom. So sometimes I think for us, we feel a bit like the young the young whippersnappers. <laughs> what, what, why have they selected us? I, and I know that you and me, we you know, we're quite knowledgeable. We're, we're still sort of mid mid career in some ways. Hopefully, mm. maybe in our early careers. <laughs> but um, it just it's just a lovely few hours walking around with very knowledgeable people, looking like you say at some amazing uh, plantsmanship from the nurseries. Yeah. Um, you know, and also. A bit selfish of me that the the floor marquees not um no public are in, so you're actually seeing everything fresh, everything without people jostling you around. If anyone's been to yeah. shows, they'll know how difficult it is to go and see the exhibits because of the crowds. So I feel like I'm in a very privileged spot to actually no, go that was and see the them.
1: word that's the word, isn't it? I think it's that privilege because, as you say, we know. If you, when I, when I was working for the RHS as an advisor, I used to, um, give advice on desks there. And, um, for example, at Chelsea and Hampton Court, the shows were so rammed full of people on the, the members and public days that I, I felt for the people having the experience. I thought, I know what it's like to be here on the press day or early in the morning when I'm getting towards the advice desk when it's so, so quiet. And it's just the same, isn't it? In the morning, on that Wednesday morning when we walk into, to do oh sorry Thursday morning when we do the assessing and there's not a soul there and we are the only people in that marquee and that in itself the atmosphere that creates and there's kind of like a humidity and a mm. there's the, and there's scents in the air you know the, yeah, the, the perfumes, spells of the flowers yeah the amalgamation of all that and the fact that you're there with all these wonderful people we've all dressed up smartly and respectfully because we appreciate it. it's a very you know it's a serious role that we've got to got to play there and so it's it's an occasion it's an occasion and a privilege and I absolutely love doing it I really do if you ever get asked to assess or judge anything please do take it up because it can as I say I did find it initially quite alien being so scrutinizing but you yeah the 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 whole experience is is really really rewarding
0: and really adds to anyone's career, I think, uh, mm-hmm. not just in the networking, but also getting that critical eye. Especially if you yeah. become a real plantsman and you, and you want to grow your speciality to the to the utmost, you know, to its perfection. Then having an actual insight into what people are looking for is actually really, really very interesting. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of our that's our Thursday morning. Uh, and while we originally asked there, but after a couple of years, I think they. They must have seen something in us, Lucy. They must have thought, Famous. no. That Bobby's a clever a man. <laughs> there's the there's the Anton Deck of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, really? Well, not, yeah, no, you maybe know. Maybe not maybe not Anton Deck. I'm definitely oh, I think that's great.
1: <laughs> I just hadn't been hadn't thought about it that way before. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, they, they
0: asked us both if we would um Take a, well, I don't don't think they had it originally, but we would start up a a new um, part of the floor marquee, which is basically the advice desk. Now, they've termed it the plant experts, which is a quite a nice, grandiose title. I use it on my Twitter profile. I'm a plant expert. (laughs) I always think, what's an expert? It's someone who knows very a lot about very little, I think, sometimes, but you know, gardening, you have to know a lot about a lot if you want to actually sit there. Um, And then for the next, for the next four days, we're literally, I must say, from the from about an hour from opening till about an hour before it closes, mm. we have just queues of people that are lining up to ask us questions. I, every year, every year, it astonishes me that people have come to specifically, some people have come to specifically talk to us about their gardens and their plants. I find it yeah. amazing.
1: Well, we do get feedback on um, the... Different elements of the show, and um, we're flabbergasted to even mm. think that the the ask, the experts or the plant experts desk is. I think some is it. Am I right in saying it's the second most popular part of the show? Am I? That has I'm been. am sure said, that's what it? they said to yeah. us. Yeah, and you just think, well, my goodness. I mean, I know the the first would. De- I'm guessing would be the celebrity stages because you do get to see some fantastic people there. But maybe. Just bit knowing that people can come to a show, and if they've got a problem that's really bugging them, you know, if you if you're a passionate keen gardener, you've got an ailment in your garden, or something you want identified, or just advice on something, maybe just knowing that you can get that answer, guarantee, go into the floral marquee, have a natter with us. Um, maybe that is something that people appreciate. I know I I really do enjoy it. By the end of it, my brain is like scrambled egg. Oh, I yeah, will freely shattered. admit because it is mentally so taxing but then isn't that the isn't the flip side of that isn't it that is that I find that very buzzy I do love being asked all sorts of questions I mean that's when I my first job after graduating my first uh, professional job was as an advisor for the Royal Horticulture Society at Wisley for six years so that's literally was my foundation so I I'm very comfortable and and love being asked questions, and we both do this on the radio as well. You know, the yeah. local Devon and Essex radio. So it's something that we're very comfortable doing. And I think again, if you're ever asked to um, either you know um, do a Q and A on um, a for a talk for a horticulture society or um, do uh, you know appear on radio or, or or man these desks, don't be daunted. You know, it's it's a really You, you, it's surprising what you do know, and the public Mm. are on the whole. I've, I would always say there's about 98% of the people are just thrilled to have the answer. There's always the one or two that you've just got to forget that maybe you're a little bit grumpy. (laughs) You don't, and you just think, Oh, I'm so, that's a shame. They've had a bad day. They've (laughs) had a bad day. Exactly. But the vast majority of people are so grateful for the chance i mean we never rush anyone do we i mean we the thing no, is that that's, we, we that's do
0: important yeah there's
1: big big queues there of people but i i i don't f- f- want to p- people to feel that they're rushed and we're, we're, we're um, devaluing our conversation with them we need to spend a lot of time with with people and and because we're in the floral marquee the great thing about it is that if the queue is large people can and see if they see that they can wander off come back later you know that's yeah. that's the great thing about it so it's it's not not a massive problem but yeah I, I it's um mentally challenging but it it keeps you at the cold face doesn't it it really keeps you
0: in touch it's amazing how much is up there sometimes because because especially for me i'm at uh, stonelands you know that is my main occupation i'm there you know 50 weeks a year um but this is one of those times that i go and i see it sort of like as a testing myself, but also to keep myself refreshed in some ways to make sure that I yeah. uh, am yep. keeping myself abreast of what's going on in the industry, uh, that I know the new introduction to plants. It helps, like you said, we're in a floral marquee full of new plants, different plants, species. Mm. So that helps me learn things that I don't see all year. But I do find it amazing that every time someone brings something, and some people do specifically bring plant material or photos or, or something because they mm. know where and they can get an answer for it and like you say about 90% maybe 95% of the time we know the answer literally within the first second you'll see a yeah. part and you know what they're going to ask you especially when they bring you um the classic one for us is they always bring us in bits of fruit trees especially apples which have uh, very poorly looking leaves and you know it's just some sort of pest and they look bereaved because it's their favourite apple tree they've had it you know for a few years they've been trying to get this single apple to grow you can see it on their face and they think it's the their world's caved in with all this damage on the leaves and then you tell them "Ah, oh, it'll be fine it'll be fine and i think that does put them it does put them at ease doesn't it a little bit when they when they hear that but it's amazing the the knowledge stored up there and like you say i think people should give it a go because it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit um, sometimes I think, yeah, as, as head gardeners, we can get a little bit one, uh, on one track to do with our own gardens or with our own passions. And something like a and a Q&A or an advice desk where it's so general and, it, and people are bringing you ID plants or pests or just asking for design ideas or something like that. Yes. They're coming with all yeah. these questions and it makes you think and it really tests Uh, your both your training and your academic qualifications but also the fact that you're keeping abreast of the industry and I I think that's really important and I think that's personally why I probably enjoy the advice desk more than I'd say enjoy doing one of the stages where it's a bit sort of one directional you're sort of telling the audience or the crowd how it is The advice desk is definitely two-way. You're listening to what their problems are and then you're sort of feeding back and then you're seeing... Sometimes you give them a bit of advice and you can just see in their eyes that they're not keen on maybe doing something to a pest or they're not keen on a design idea and then you sort of try and change tack and try and get them to Mm. see it from a different angle. And then sometimes you see that light bulb moment in their face where they are going, Yes! That's what I was thinking, or that's what I was looking for. Yeah,
1: and there's always—I must admit—we and we do um, find this: is that sometimes people they they already sort of know the answer, but they just want maybe the reassurance, and so they like you say they can they feel that when they come and ask us the question, and we're saying what they in their gardening sort of knowledge, the common sense has led them down that route, but they just want the reassurance to think, yeah. I was right there. I do need to prune that, prune that shrub back really hard, but I know it flowers in the summer, so I need to wait until la-la-la or whatever it's going to be. And one thing that um, we do find incredibly useful, and we've also found has actually increased exponentially almost since the the start of these shows, is that people will take really good photos now. And... Um, so most people will come to us, for example, with an iden or see a shrub or a design question, and they've got loads of photographs on their phone, which is fantastic. Um, we we do still receive plant samples at the the the, the, the show. I know when I advise for the um, the RHS Hyde Hall Summer Show, which is, sadly has been cancelled this year, but I would normally be on the advice desk there. There's there's a, a really strict policy when it comes to bringing diseased or pest ridden material into the showground and so i do think that actually encouraging people to take photographs where there's no risk at all of contamination you've got to think these nurse and in there you know if you've got the national collection holder of fuchsia and then you're being a fuchsia gallmite oh that's that's yeah, not great so careful. i do i think that when we're, we're talking about things such as you know if people are listening thinking oh i'd like to go to the show and um bring something along photographs are great these days because um there was i know when people first had mobile phones this is when i was still back at wisley advising and we get some very dodgy photographs sent to us via email and they'd be blurry and you'd be thinking like oh my gosh i can't quite work out what this is at all and then for that in that instant plant samples actually physical plant samples were better but now I do believe, you know, the technology and people's ability to take photos is, is so much improved. So yeah, yeah, it's, it it does really, really help.
0: So hopefully, we really hope that the 2021 show is going to go ahead. I know that they're yeah. very keen, they're already starting to organise. I know, I, I think they announced one of the plant, um, one of the show gardens already this week. So They must be planning ahead for next year. And we really hope we might see some of you there. I'm pretty sure we're going to be on the advice desk. I think we've now indentured (laughs) ourselves. Bob Sweet has definitely uh, booked us for at least another 10 years worth of shows. Um, So, you know, come down and see us. Please come and ask us a question or just come and talk to us about the podcast. We'd love to see you.
1: So that concludes today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and would love any feedback or reviews you feel compelled to give us by your preferred podcast provider or social media platform.
0: Life in the garden and out of it continually evolves for all of us. There is now reference to a new kind of normal, and we are excited to hope that this will bring opportunities to visit gardens, friends and colleagues, old and new, so we can gradually adjust from virtual to actual worlds.
1: Specialist nurseries, gardening charities, small businesses and self-employed individuals will still rely on us for financial support and encouragement over the coming weeks and months. We hope everyone in this profession is digging deep and finding ways to flourish. We are continually thinking of you all.
0: Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye!